So hello, everyone. This is bonus content, some weekend content for you. And I wanted to do a little background, uh, some reasoning behind why we even decided to do some bonus content. First of all, we love you. And we wanted to give you some more Hornets content to chew on and give you a little preview of the game against Boston coming up on Saturday. But actually, uh, David, I, I wanted to get you in on the Friday show. We had some technical difficulties, wasn't able to get you in. And I know you're so passionate about some of the subjects that we're going to talk about in this bonus content. We had to get you in. Well, we have to talk about it, Doug. It has to do with league pass. It has to do with access. It has to do with customer service. It has to do with uh, NBA basketball and passion. And, and as you can tell from my heated uh, voice and, and tone, uh, yes, I'm passionate about it, as are you. These are not just fundamental to basketball. These are fundamental things to humanity, to our survival right. on this planet. So let's get into it. Let's, uh, I don't know, let's talk some hoops and stuff. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's the music. That means it's time to talk about the Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. Presented by the Locked On Podcast Network, a Saturday edition, some bonus content heading your way, getting you ready for this matchup, a rematch up against the Boston Celtics in Massachusetts in Mohegan Sun Arena uh, and the Hornets taking on the Celtics uh, tonight. So, uh, David, welcome in. I'm Doug Branson, joined by uh, David Walker, and he's the still league passless David Walker. That's right, Doug and League Pass. Okay, so I guess we should give daily updates on this, or at least, or at least you know, game daily updates. Because yeah, le- this is effort- League Pass Gate Day Three. <laughs> so, so, so this is where we stand. There were several emails fired out to several different customer service outlets yesterday. I'm awaiting word back from most of those, uh, but this is where we stand, Doug. So, as you know, I get my League Pass via my television cable provider. Uh, which is DirecTV. Uh, I know you frown upon this form of receiving it, but that's how I've chosen to do it. And I think that is where the problem lies, right? Because first of all, none of these games no, are that's on why the I fr- actual... Well, that's why I frown upon it. Right. There, none of these games are actually on television through League Pass, but they are available through the digital access so you could hopefully stream some of them. And I think that's where we're hitting this, this speed bump because that means that DirecTV... <laughs> And whatever your NBA.com account need to talk. These, these ga- what this- you're saying, David, uh, these games exist in some kind of Schrodinger's box where they, they both yeah. exist and do not exist. They are both being played and not being played. They are in a state of quantum flux. They're in the, they're in the state. Well, you're, you're actually, actually, you're the only one getting fluxed right now. You're getting very fluxed, (laughs) fluxed over. In fact. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Look, I I fully admit if I had really wanted to go find this game, I I probably could have done that. I could have gotten out my, my laptop and my router and my tinfoil hat. And, you know, I could have gone on and, and got it by a certain means, but the fact that we can't get this easily is frustrating in this day and age as we've, we've been over. 
Yeah. So, and you're not the only one experiencing this. A lot of people on Twitter talking about this uh, very subject and the, the struggle, especially in the preseason with if they ordered it on cable, they can't stream the games. If they ordered it through the NBA's website, they can't get it on their cable provider. There's obviously a lack of communication between League Pass and and these cable providers uh, that people are trying to hook things up through. Uh, but the point is, you, you just have to get it right. I mean, this is not this is not a this year thing. This is a, a yearly no. battle that people go through with league pass and with the preseason in general, in terms of not being able to view games uh, for whatever reason because that they are not. Uh, there's no broadcaster covering the game, which is absurd. That in this day and age, when when you can live stream anything, you can view anything from anybody. That a, a preseason game in a professional sport would not be broadcast by by both teams, but some of these mm-hmm. games aren't even being broadcast by any team. And I, I know it's a complex situation that involves contracts, local affiliates, sure. probably some NBA broadcast rules, but I don't care. And I don't think fans <laughs> care. They just want to see no. the, they just want to see the ball game. They want to get excited about basketball and, and they can't and, and they can't do it. Yeah, and Doug, especially League Pass fans. I mean, not to put League Pass fans because, like, you don't have to subscribe to League Pass. Two hundred dollars to be a hard. It costs two hundred dollars, uh, right? Right. A hard earned exactly. case. But um, for one, if they if they provided it for free, which has been a popular suggestion, not only this year but going back years before this, hey, it might drive some people to actually pay for the service. You never know. It may create some more basketball fans. It may get someone interested in the NBA season that wasn't. So it could be a good thing for the league, too. But you're right. In this day and age, for it to at least not be streaming, like at the very least, the fact that you can't log onto your computer and see the games that, that are going on seems crazy in 2016. So they're, they're having league pass issues. They're also having some UI issues with user interaction, user interface. Not sure on that one. Uh, someone will correct me on Twitter, I'm sure. But there are issues with the NBA.com box scores and the NBA Game Time app box scores. People not being able to really use them effectively. I hate them. Uh, I've, I've switched now to ESPN. And we used to have a media stats page that was a, a lot better at organizing these things quickly, which you need when you're trying to cover a game. That's gone. And now we're all forced to use this stats page, which I is, uh, well, the the... The actual stats page, uh, the stats.nba.com is actually pretty effective, but it's this nba.com box score that you have to follow live that is almost, almost unusable. But David, people may be listening to this and thinking, you guys are you guys are really getting into the weeds here. You're complaining about things that maybe are really only affecting you. And I say to you, listen, there are famous people uh, on the internet that uh, raising these same concerns, and we're, we're going to take a look at some of these tweets. We're going, uh, we're going to go around the internet. Cyberspace set free. Hello, virtual reality. Interactive appetite. Searching for a website, a window to the world. Got to get online. Take a spin now. You're in with the techno set. You're going surfing on the internet. <laughs> David, like you, David, you, you uh, probably are, are more of a child of the '90s than than even me because you are mm-hmm. a little older. So that's very that's very 90s. I pulled that from a a 90s introdu- introduction to the internet for children. 
It was a one of it, these. It like, sounded edu- like that. It's it sounded like this is it's a safe place. The you go, you're going scary. surfing on the internet. I mean, it's brilliant. Uh, okay, so tweets tweets about this. First of all, we go to King James LeBron tweeting at NBA. No dot. He just he just directly tweeted NBA. Mm-hmm. Game time app 2016-17. Can we please fix the box score portion? It's too challenging scrolling through it and remembering previous stats because the the, the things don't follow. So if you scroll through, the names of the players don't follow and the stats right. that you're looking at don't follow. So you're just looking at a bunch of numbers. You can't, you have no context. You, if you scroll down far enough, you just lose, you completely lose your place. So I totally agree with LeBron, but here's the update. Uh, the NBA tweeted back at him and said, yep, we're working on it. So look, King James gets things done, David. Exactly right. And funny enough, I saw that. And then I tweeted at King James to help us out with the league pass. So stay tuned on that. We'll keep, we'll keep posted. I mean, if he can get I'm sure this he'll get right response, back to you, David. I'm sure he's, he's, exactly. he's got his entire team, uh, uh, Rich Paul or whatever, uh, on it right now. Is that right? Oh, yeah. What's his They're name? Right. What's, what's, yeah. his, like, what's his big agent name? Isn't it Rich Paul? Am I right? Uh, Maverick's in there too, right? There's a Mav. Anyway, so but, LeBron's yeah, so team is on it. He's he going to contact you as soon as he contacts the NBA. Oh, my God. I mean, at least they're listening. Of course they're listening. It's LeBron James. Of course they're listening. He gets Listen, he gets things done, and I'm glad. Listen, I'm, I, I, I'm telling you. So we had Dwayne Wade saying that LeBron – this was controversial. They said LeBron James – uh, couldn't be couldn't beat Michael Jordan in terms of greatest all time. He'd have to tie him, whatever whatever that means. But I think if LeBron James gets league pass fixed, in my mind, greatest of all time, he sealed it. He cemented his legacy. Michael sure. Jordan didn't fix league pass. He's got that title. LeBron would have that title over Michael Jordan. To be fair, I don't think League Pass was around don't when care. MJ was playing. Nobody, but, wait, hey, hold on, hold on. This MJ's conversation, right MJ now. versus anyone, that conversation is never fair. It always goes to MJ. I, I'm being unfair for LeBron James um, and saying, look, if LeBron fixes League Pass, greatest of all time. Died six championships, right. don't care. Uh, you know, whatever, scoring titles, get him out of here. You fix League Pass. You fix League Pass. Goat. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. All right, I'm here's some more tweets. Uh, CBS Sports' Zach Harper tweeting, why aren't teams streaming preseason games? It's a great question. Hmm. Look, if, you're, if you can't work it out with your local affiliate, I mean, you, these teams have their own media staffs now that, that cover practices and cover everything else. Why aren't these teams Facebook live streaming these preseason games? Let the people watch. Let them get excited. I, I just don't understand Yeah. It. It's too easy. It it's too easy. Sense. It's too affordable to stream this stuff now. It's it's just, it just has to be done. Hey hey Doug, I'll do you one better. If you don't want to pay announcers, don't just put put, that's put a couple the, cameras up and run that stream. That's what the Mavericks did. The Mavericks did this exact thing. They streamed a preseason game, no announcers, and again, it's it's cheap. It's not like it, it wouldn't require a ton of effort or a ton of investment. Because, you know, I, I, the immediate argument against this would be, well, if you're not going to do announcers, I mean, who's going to watch it? Yeah, there, it's going to be a hardcore set of people that want to watch yeah, this. Yeah, the freaks out there. Right. The freaks like us. Yes, I'm speaking yeah. for us. But yeah. it's it's easy. We're, it's a, this is not a Herculean effort that is 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 being asked for here. 
All right, final You've tweet. You've got the cameras. You, You've you got, got the basketball. You own them. You, you have a basket. You have plenty of basket. I think they have backup basketballs in case one of them goes flat. Um, <laughs> ringer, uh, ringer writer. I wonder if they thought of that when they made the ringer. Ringer writer. Mm. Ringer writer. Mm. Ringer columnist Brady Fredrickson tweeted, hashtag hoop idea. Put these NBA preseason games on League Pass for free so people can watch them. And hey, maybe they buy League Pass. There's a thought. It just makes too much sense. Too much I sense. mean, I guess technically, I, I guess technically, some of them there are on there for quote unquote. Well, no, they're not. You have to pay. You have to pay for it to get. No, access you have to, to pay to get league oh pass and then get preseason. That's a, it's too. It's I've it's absurd. Myself into a circle. Yeah. Subs make the preseason shorter. NBA subsidized preseason production. Every game on NBA TV. You know, cut the the nine times you run NBA game time or whatever. Cut one of those, put a game there. Let's. This is this is too easy. Let people get excited about the NBA season. Let the people. Well, watch. you know, since I have a feeling this is going to be hashtag. To let be David few, watch. Uh, let me let me watch. Use that please. if you're listening to this right now. I don't know how many people are. It's a weekend. People are focused on college football and football. But if you are, hashtag let David watch. LP. And and I do appreciate all the links uh, you're sending me, um, whether they're intentionally trying to, uh, you know, infect me with viruses or not. I appreciate them. <laughs> the sketchy streams, you mean? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I just want I want to make sure you can see the game, um, oh, no. and and buy another computer. Okay, the Hornets. Uh, we got to talk about this game. So I, I go back to the Friday show for sort of a, a quick reaction, full recap. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit more about this uh, this second preseason game and look ahead to this third preseason rematch against the Boston Celtics. Let's go to Greensboro. The Hornets uh, lose this one, 107-92. A lot of it had to do with a third-quarter effort that uh, really just wasn't there. A, a lot of things that Clifford you know, demands of the team in terms of offensive, in terms of defensive rebounding, preventing offensive rebounds, preventing second chance points, preventing transition points, those easy baskets just didn't happen for the Hornets and the, uh, you know, the, it just wasn't there. The Hornets practiced on Friday and Clifford spoke to the media afterwards. Our senior correspondent, Justin Thomas was there and asked Clifford what he thought went awry in the Coliseum. Our defense was, in the second half, was not good at all, but a lot of it started with poor offense. You know, 15 turnovers, it turned into 24 points. You know, turning the ball over is going to get you beat. Giving up second chance points is going to get you beat. So second chance points in that third quarter, that disastrous third quarter that uh, Boston scored 40, Hornets scoring 19. The Hornets gave up 14 second chance points and scored zero second chance points of their own. So when you spot a team 14 points on offensive rebounds, it's going to it's going to be tough. You're going to have a bad time. It's going to be tough to have a great quarter. Here's how that half started, David. You had a legal screen turnover on Hibbert to start the start the half, start the third quarter. Then Horford gets an easy post catch. Uh, Hibbert had bad post positioning on the next play, sessions with a bad high pass turnover. Then uh, on the next possession for the Celtics, there was an offensive rebound that went to Isaiah Thomas for a runner. Next possession, MKG gets a decent look inside, doesn't go. The Celtics push it, you know, uh, sneak up on the Hornets' defense. Defense doesn't communicate. Open look for Crowder that doesn't go in, 
but then Hibbert commits a foul on the rebound. And that's that I just covered the first minute and a half, and you had several mistakes, simple mistakes, small mistakes, but they all point to a lack of organization right now around this Hornets team that is it's part of of working through the preseason. Here's Coach Clifford again after practice on Friday, what they're looking ahead to, what they're trying to work on. So it's all about right now knowing the coverages, everybody knowing what their responsibility is, and then doing it. Same thing offensively. You know, we have far too many sets where we've got one or two guys not in position where they have to be to start. And when you do that, you're not going to play well. So good stuff there from Clifford sort of explaining in detail what some of these issues are, David. Guys aren't where they need to be to begin. And he he called a couple of frustration timeouts before these sets before they could get into the sets because he he could look out and immediately go, okay, these guys aren't where they need to be to make this set successful. And in the preseason, you know, you call those timeouts and you get those things worked out. Uh, but the Hornets just sort of, not in disarray, but they certainly aren't where I think Clifford wants them to be at this point in the preseason. Yeah, and, you, and he mentioned the turnovers, and that's where they were so good last year, not turning the mm-hmm. ball over. So that's another area that they need to get short up. But, you know, the Celtics are good. The Celtics are really good, <laughs> yep. and it's preseason. There's plenty, there's plenty of stuff to clear up, but I do think they can take some good things away. You know, the first half, it looked a lot more competitive. Um, but the Celtics are deep, and they're going to be really good, and, uh, you know, perhaps a top-two team in the East. So, um, so you know, it, it is a good measuring stick, but certainly Clifford can point to a lot of things in that game and say, hey, this is not acceptable and this is not the way we're going to win. You know, that's, that's a familiar theme we've heard from him. Um, you know, certainly the year before last and a little less last year, but like the, the slim margin of error for, for this team to be successful feels like it may be back, you know, more this year. To, to a smaller margin of error than it was last year with all the scoring they had in, especially early on. So uh, they're going to have to be precise and they're going to have to be uh, more accurate in, their, in, the, in the things that they do to be successful, it sounds like. And in the first half, uh, only five turnovers and they shot 36% from beyond the arc. So they were doing some things, improving on some things from that Dallas game. So that's a positive to take away. Mm-hmm. As we heard from Marvin in on Friday's show, they just didn't come out of that third quarter ready to play, and you know that that's I think that's what the the preseason is is finding a way for a team to stay organized for four quarters. It's not an easy thing to do. It's impressive. Uh, you know the elite teams by who comes out early in the preseason, staying organized. I think the the preseason, the NBA preseason, is pretty unique because. You know, you get a you get a real. Well, first of all, basketball is unique, I think, in that you have five guys that all have to play on a string. They all have to play together. They all have to be sort of mind melded together. If if you mm-hmm. want your basketball to be successful, it's you know, in, in baseball, it's it's pitcher versus hitter. It's not really. It's not you know a team mind meld. In football, you you have that with your line, and you have that with your quarterback and your receivers, but you don't have that. I don't think you have that as you know. It's 22 guys aren't going to be completely on the same page. It's groups of guys. But in basketball, all five guys have to be playing together and and they have to be of one mind and they have to everybody has to know where they're supposed to be. That's the start. And so, you know, you can tell the elite teams 
and you can tell the teams with continuity by how together they play. I thought Boston, even though they struggled to shoot in that first half, were still playing together. And Al Horford has a lot to do with that. What I'm telling, they're going to be so dangerous with Al Horford because yeah. he zips that ball around. It's amazing to watch him pass the basketball, and he's a center, folks. And the way he passes is going to completely revolutionize what the the Boston Celtics do with that starting five. So I'm high. All I saw them in person, and now I'm completely high on the Celtics. Like I get what Audie Joseph has been talking about all along. That's going to be a good basketball team if they stay healthy. Yeah, gonna be really good. And you mentioned Horford. That's a tough cover for Marvin. I mean, he's kind of used to having these tough covers with no Zeller out there. It's a tough cover for Hibbert, obviously too. Or, but uh, you know, that was. I think he had some success in there last night, obviously. So, again, I mean, a, a tough one, but uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, playing this team again, right? Back to back. What is how you respond? And, and how see. you respond yeah, as exactly. a team? I mean, that's going to be and they so responded important. responded well last year. Yeah. The Hornets were a good team bouncing back. So, that'll be a big thing to look for Saturday. Uh, I got to give a quick shout out to Trevion Graham. Three of four from the field, eight points. He, you know, he made a couple of – there was a defensive error in there. I think he had a traveling violation that caused a turnover and, and got a little bit of a reaction from Steve Clifford on the sidelines. And But go back and listen sure. to that interview with Trevion Graham. A very interesting insight into what it's like to be a training camp guy, what it's like to move from the D-League to training camp in the NBA and try to make an NBA team. Fascinating stuff. That was on Thursday's show. So check back, uh, subscribe on iTunes, check back in the archives for that episode. Uh, but good to see him being successful on offense. Uh, got He gets back in transition, buddy. Let me tell you, he was he was focused on both on offense and defense. And he got that three pointer by by getting back quickly in transition and catching the uh, the Celtics defense asleep. And uh, Spencer Halls, I think, gave him that assist. And, you know, it was just uh, – no, no, Frank Kaminsky, I'm sorry. Um, so uh, good good for Trevion Graham. I, can I – do I have time, David, to talk about a couple of the weird things that I experienced in the Greensboro Coliseum? My first trip, by the way, never been. I love it. I love the Coliseum. But there were a couple of weird little things that happened. Get me. First of all, I got to talk about the food. They had carved turkey in one of the stands. Never seen that in a basketball or football. I've seen some weird foods, but I've never seen fresh carved, well, I won't say fresh, but it was carved turkey. <laughs> and and I wanted a soft pretzel. I had had uh, on the recommendation of one um, Richard Walker from the Gaston Gazette, been on the show many times. He recommended a barbecue place across the street from the arena that I ate before the game. But I wanted Stamies. a soft... Stamies, Yeah. Uh, somebody told me yeah. on Marion, our our uh, longtime listener, and he's kind of you know what you know who Marion is to us. He is to us, and I mean this in a very positive way. He is to us what Mark from Gastonia is to WFNZ. He is loyal. He's a loyal listener, and he tweets us all the time. So Marion, we love you. Um, but uh, Marion told me that I should have gone to Daryl's. So anyone in Greensboro, uh, let let me know with Stamies or Daryl's. I'll try Daryl's next time I get up there. Anyway, back to so carved turkey. I had a so, I wanted a soft pretzel. I get up to the pretzel stand. I said, "Can I get a soft pretzel?" The guy says, "These are Bavarian pretzels." I'm like, "Okay, I'll take a Bavarian pretzel." And uh, he said, "Do you want it salted, unsalted, or cinnamon and sugar?" I'm like, "I didn't even know that was an option." This is amazing. Of course, I'm taking cinnamon and sugar. Obviously, cinnamon and sugar. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, and it was delicious. Also, I saw I saw a, a, a celebrity, a Charlotte Hornets celebrity. 
there other than the, the Hornets themselves. You ready for this? Mm. I saw a purple shirt guy. Yeah. He's from the area, I think. Right. I think he is. Now, do we think he might be assume a similar position with the swarm? Has this been oh, uh, okay. approached? Or? Now, this is good. So, he, you know, according to him in those profiles that they did in that Miami. So, for those that don't know, for those that may be just joining, Purple Shirt Guy, uh, a, a famous uh, sideline, courtside fan for the Hornets, even, even in the Bobcats days. And uh, he, he's ve- he was very um, exuberant and would uh, uh, definitely interact with the opposing team. And uh, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, depending on who you are, you may have thought that he went over the line a few times, got in trouble with the NBA a couple of times for uh, for various incidents. And um, he definitely got famous this past postseason for really igniting Dwayne Wade in, in one of the home games. And uh, he was quoted as saying that he has given up his Hornets season tickets. I don't know if that's true. Right. Um, but he was there. So yeah, maybe he, he's, he's from that area. So he was driving down for these Hornets games. Maybe now he's going to be a, a swarm D league rowdy fan. I would, I would support that. I think you that'd would support be, him staying in Greensboro. <laughs> well, you know, there could be some passion in those games. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Uh, another weird thing. So you can definitely tell that Greensboro is, is used to college basketball and not professional basketball. And this is good. They they started a let's go Hornets chant unprompted. It's a very college thing. It's not a very, like you would never see that in Spectrum Center in the NBA. You would see that. I think you probably right. see that in some other arenas, but it's just not, you, you, you need some help in the Spectrum Center to get people on their feet and doing certain chants. You need some prompts. Um, and there's very few NBA environments that are like that. I think the, the Warriors, the Thunder, um, maybe the the Trailblazers had it at one time where where yeah. fans are just they start their own things. Uh right. but college crowds are known to do that. But yeah, Greensboro fans, they were on it. They were like, let's go, Hornets. It was great. Um, are you saying like the the Miami Heat fans, they don't just start No. Chance? No, they, the the <laughs> win is this over. No, no, that was unnecessary. I've shot. got something was, to do was... afterwards. <laughs> I've got reservations. That's their chance. All right. Uh, final thing. So, you know, I love me some big Pat. Um, and it, did a great profile in the Charlotte observer of him last season. You should go find that in the archives. Uh, it's a little inside look into what he does, but he really makes, he really stitches together the entire Hornets home court experience. And he was out for a few games last season uh, with an illness and the, the building was just different. It just had a different vibe. It didn't feel right. Uh, just being there as a fan. And so it was good when he got back, but he, he made the trip. He's getting some reps in, getting his preseason work in before before the season starts. But but when uh, Trevion Graham uh, checked into the game, uh, he he came over the loudspeaker and called him uh, Trevin, Trevin Graham. And I thought, mm-hmm. I, I sat in my seat, I like turned white because we interviewed him a few days ago, Trevion. And, and I thought to myself, did I, did I call him the wrong name? I, oh, man. Wait a minute. Did I on the air and and in person? He didn't correct me. Maybe he was just being polite. I had that moment, David, in the you remember the in the office when the the entire office can't decide whether Stanley has a mustache or not. I had that moment. <laughs> like, does Stanley have a mustache? It's like you one of those moments sweating. where you go, "No, I swear, I checked, 
I checked the guide. His is pronounced Trevia, but but maybe I'm wrong. I was just started questioning my entire existence and and whether anything that I thought to be true was was actually true. And then moments later, he came back over the speaker when Trevion hit the three and said, Trevion Graham for three. And and I oh, I let a relief. sigh of relief, which you can <laughs> smell several rows away from me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, um, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it. Those are my four weird things that happened in Greensboro. But I loved it. The I love the Coliseum. I love the Coliseum. Obviously, the field house where the Greensboro Swarm will play, still under construction, didn't get a chance to see uh, the inside of it. But uh, I expect it uh, to be to be a really cool place to play because they are renovating it. It's going, it, it was, it didn't have a roof on it before. It was like they, they would put a temporary roof on it when they would do smaller events that wouldn't be, you know, appropriate, I guess, for the size of the Coliseum. And right. now they put a permanent roof on it. I mean, it looks like, like a really, a really cool building now. So uh, good for the swarm. Uh, excited to see them play. I want to get up back up to Greensboro to watch them play uh, in the field house. So uh, thanks for listening to this special edition bonus content of Locked on Hornets. Enjoy the game on Saturday, Boston Celtics versus the Charlotte Hornets. We're going to have a full recap for you on Monday, including a report from Justin Thomas going inside the locker room. Can't wait for that. Thanks for listening again. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, Give us a five-star review and help hardcore Hornets fans just like yourself find this podcast. And if you have any tips for David to get his league pass to work, tweet those to him at David B. Walker, please. <laughs> 70 cents can help David Walker get league pass. Uh, shoot, help me out, King James. <laughs> shoot, LeBron, shoot. I know you're listening. <laughs> Don't make David slide into LeBron James's DMs. Uh, <laughs> Shoot us your Hornets questions, your thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again on Monday. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay